Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi, everybody. It's Dallas Travers. My guest this week is Brett Shuford, who's been a working Broadway actor for over a decade. Up until recently, Brett's niche has been Broadway-centric. So as you'll hear in the episode, though, Brett is not totally inspired by Broadway any longer. The culture can feel very destructive. The decision makers, less inclusive. There are a lot of reasons why he wants to expand. Yet, it's been really hard for Brett to transition away from a niche he's really known for. He came into the episode with this deep desire to clarify who exactly he should serve. If it's not Broadway actors, who is it and how can he best help? help them. And we, it took us a while to get there, but what Brett and I uncovered is a myth that most coaches buy into. And that's the idea that your niche must focus on your ideal client's occupation, their interests, or their goals. But that's not the only way to niche down. You can draw in the perfect clients when you let your unique process be your niche. Let me say that again. You can draw in the perfect clients when you let your process be the niche. So one thing that Brett is super skilled at is developing an irresistible personal brand. He does it in his sleep. It's actually what he helps Broadway actors do. That can be his niche. So in this episode, we explore what his business could look like if he let the thing he's really good at lead the way. It's a super inspiring conversation that's sure to bring you a fresh way to think about your own niche. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Brett. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be a fun one. Hi, Dallas. I'm super excited. (laughs) He says with a very nervous grin for those of you who can't see us. (laughs) So before we get going, I'd love to just hear from you. How's it going inside the Six Figure Coach Club? It's it's been amazing. I mean, I just started, you know, over the summer pandemic like motivation and I have never had so many clients ever. And, um, I really think that I contribute that, but also like the community Talita is now my running coach. So I'm (laughs) going to run a marathon in March. Katie is now my, my money coach. (laughs) Um, like, Oh, and Matthew, uh, is now doing my branding for me. Like it's been great. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, good. So you've got your business coach with me. Now we've got your running coach to tick that off the list and your money coach tick that off the list and you found the perfect graphic designer. All right. (laughs) 
Okay. So I'd love for you to just share with our listeners a little bit about where your business is at, who you help, what that looks like. I know that's also what we're going to talk more about during our time together today, but give everyone a bit of a state of the union. Sure. Um, so historically, I've, I've built a business I call the Broadway Life Coach. I've been an actor on Broadway for 20 years, and um, theater is something I've spent my whole life doing. And so it was a natural progression um, when I decided I wanted to coach to help theater-centric people because uh, it's the world that I know, make a bigger impact um, and help feel more secure and more fulfilled. And it's been an, it's been great, but always a little confusing. And uh, just because like there were times where people are like, are you an acting coach? Are you a business coach? Are you a life coach? Because I am a certified life coach. Right. Um, so I've always, because I can do all those things, but it's always been a little bit of like, well, I really, I, there's, there's better, there's people who can coach you as an actor that I would rather you go work with them because that can build your network and that can help you get on in bigger stages. And like, I don't want to do that. My intention was to help be, you know, a life coach and help people who like me, who got into a Broadway show, their first Broadway show and were like, this is it. <laughs> you know, and like figure out what's next. And that's always been a hard um, sell. I, that was always my initial dream client. And then it sort of evolved into, you know, everyone sort of saying, you can help that young person out of college, which never really, like every time I have to talk to somebody about getting their equity card, I'm like, eh, that doesn't really inspire me. But I love social media, like talking about marketing and branding and personal branding, stuff like that, like really lights me up. That's something that has sort of started to take hold over the, really since the pandemic. And I realized, you know, that, especially because so many theater people don't understand digital space. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the only option we had in 2020. So how a lot of people were coming to me wanting to transition. So my dream client power statement when I signed up with Six Figure Coach Club was initially to help actors and then I've now changed it to to help creative entrepreneurs make a bigger impact without sacrificing their sense of security you know if you want and I would say if you want to stand out in a crowded online market I can help you craft a personal brand that makes you more confident and creative in your personal and professional career mm-hmm. okay got it so who's coming forward right now you said at the top of the show uh, you've never had more clients. Are you seeing, I'd like to hear about who's, who you happen to be drawing in as you're figuring out your own branding sweet spot. Well, I was getting a lot of, of course, young, uh, sort of, or, or actors who sort of have been doing it, but not fully and didn't know how to step into like a bigger game. Mm-hmm. That was sort of initially, it was like people who maybe have done some regional or tours or uh, or maybe have done some theater but want to do more television and film work. Okay. Um, and so I was getting that initially. And then I started getting, um, like, uh, I have two composers right now who want to build a social media brand, who maybe do coaching on the side, like, you know, audition coaching, but they don't know how to, like, be an entertainer and a creator 
and also build a business. And they're very self-conscious on social media. So how do they get less self-conscious? So we're spending a lot of time, you know, mapping out a way to feel more authentic on their platforms so that they become better known. Got it. Got it. Okay. So what, if we could end the show today accomplishing exactly what you most want to walk away with, what is that? I mean, I really feel like I need, I function really well with a step-by-step. I think that's why like the coach club really works for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, step one, here we go. And for me, I started all of this kind of on a wing and a prayer and um, I've, my business has also grown in other ways. It's something I didn't even really talk about is, you know, Steve, my husband and I have a brand. We started on Instagram called the Broadway husbands. We have almost 50,000 followers. It's now like an influencer account. We have income coming in from that. I have this apparel line that I started called Broadway life apparel. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Which Matthew actually has been helping me graphic design, but that, you know, we would launch like two shirts a month that are all for like Broadway theater fans. And so I'm managing all of that. And still like I'm performing in January, I'm performing at a, my doing my solo show in Arkansas at a theater that reached out to me because I, you know, it's money. I'm like, it's income. Yeah. I'm, I'm about I don't know, 50% interested in even doing the show, but it was like an opportunity that came with money and I'm like, I'm going to take it. But balancing all of that is, is, is just, it's so stressful. And, um, you know, and one of these sort of side business, like part of my business is with my husband and it's very creative and fun for us, but not all the time. Sometimes it's very, as you know, in a marriage, it's like pushing, you know, he does, I do a lot of the legwork. So ultimately I think to answer your question, I think that if I could get really clear about um, a, like what is the streamlined steps to maximize what I've built, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit nervous that my thoughts are self-sabotage thoughts of like wanting to pull away from acting because like pulling away from the acting business is a bigger challenge. And I'm used to always being challenged, but like, I can like help actors. That's easy. Right. Like having a coaching session with somebody who's like A, B and C of how to be an actor. Let's do that. Like I can do that. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't challenge me in a way. And I feel like sometimes I'm used to always being in this place of like struggle and challenge. And how do I, how do I push past that? So I think, again, I think that I'm, really confused about who I really want to serve. There was a a vision that came to me during the pandemic of, you know, I was standing on a stage, giving a big Ted talk, holding a book that I wrote. I keep seeing as a certified life coach and a, and someone who loves personal development. I kept seeing myself helping the LGBT community. I keep seeing like, there's so many personal development coaches on who, who have a big voice who are just straight macho guys. Yeah. Right. Like where's the LGBT mm-hmm. person. And I kept thinking, wow, I could be that. Like that's a niche and that's a, that's something I can do. And then I also, you know, during our retreat, um, had a moment of 
you know, you, I forget the phrase you use when you talk about setting, um, like a, an ethics goal or an ethical goal or impact, mm-hmm. impact and goal. I was like, my vision was like, if I could help three trans women build a business, build a brand in next year, that would be so like cool. You know, if I could help, um, not even trans women, just trans someone who's non-binary and trans who, who wants to step on a bigger stage. And and then the other thing that kind of that comes up for me is <clears throat> um, there's that impact. Goal. And then the thing with Broadway is something that Trudy LeBron said at the six figure retreat. And that was, you know, the worst kind of business is a business that says it's one thing. Yeah. And then actually is another. And that is just so true for the theater world, the, the professional commercial theater industry. Yes. Yes. And so it's really hard for me ethically to want to like be like, yes, you should be on Broadway when I'm like, Broadway is so effed up. I, I don't know that you should like, you know, and my moral compass is saying that, yeah. you know. Got it. Okay. There's a couple of things I heard here. One, and I want to come back to it, is this, there is a part of you that needs to struggle. It'd be interesting to know what that part of you has to say today. Number two, I see, it's interesting. I wish our listeners could see you. Because when I read your energy, when you talk about this impact goal and even just personal brand, those types of pieces, and when you talk about Broadway, it's like the angel and the devil is what it looks like when I'm reading your energy. So I also just wonder if there's, tell me how, how much this lands for you. So there's a part of me that just really, when I look historically, uh, just for our, everyone, I'm making up an example here. I'm saying me, but this is just a metaphor. When I look historically back at my professional life, struggle has been a part of it. The overcoming of that struggle, that's where I found a lot of meaning, right? And so now I'm almost wired to need the struggle. Otherwise, my work is not meaningful. So (laughs) it would then make sense to stay with a brand in a market that guarantees I will struggle. Why? It's misaligned with my values. Hmm. So what I see right now for you, and I don't know if, if I'm on track, but is this tension. The part of you that's so accustomed to struggling needs to stay connected to the Broadway branding and to that world and helping those people. And it's interesting because what you, what you said was, well, it's easy. I could do that all day. And yet it's hard because of the misalignment. When you talked about those composers who came, who came in, you know, that's like definitely adjacent. It's not some other crazy, you're not like helping skincare developers, right? But it's also <laughs> like two degrees outside of your niche. Again, you lit up. So what I learned, a lesson I learned this year was that if I'm not operating according to my values, even if I'm doing the dishes it's hard. So I I have two questions and maybe we'll start with the value question. 
if your values could speak right now, if your values were in charge of the direction you took your business, what would your values want you to do? They want me, like my values are, you know, creativity, adventure, you know. So I feel like the adventure is like, go away from theater, like just own it and, you know, help, um, help those people who, you know, in my head, I just think like Broadway is a metaphor for people who want to feel a sense of achievement. And, you know, I think that there's people who the, the creativity and the struggle <laughs> that I've used to get the success that I've had as an actor is a powerful tool that, you know, if I can prevent other people from having to feel that sense of struggle mm-hmm. and think outside the box and find their creativity, like mm-hmm. that would, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you weren't limited to the walls of a Broadway theater, like if the world right. was your oyster, right. Instead of like, okay, so now here's how to, here's what to do on an open call and like all of that bullshit, then you would really get to be creative. Totally. Got it. So now we're going to step away from your values. The part of you that is, has grown accustomed to struggle, what does that part, what needs to be said? Okay. If you could let that part of you speak right now, what message does that aspect of you have for us? What needs to be said? Uh to me, to the world, to, uh, it just feels like it, what, what's coming out for me is like, how do you not, it's like a question. How mm-hmm. do you not struggle? How, what is, what is the way, what is an easy way to, um, to hold on to your vision and not, and, and still, and still make, ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Make a lot of money, make a big impact, have a lot of joy, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. So when I shared that metaphor or the story around, like when I look back at my life, the, the joy of overcoming struggle has played such a big part that now I think struggle has to come first. Did that land at all for you? I think that feels, that does feel true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that I, I do sort of, it is my story, you know, like so much mm-hmm. of it is my story, you know? So uh, I do live in, live that's, st- I mean, it's like, it's something that I think that it can, can help people. It's, and um, I think the challenge, like it's just because I've struggled in the past, I know it doesn't necessarily mean I have to struggle currently but the last two years, I mean, it's just been like PTSD for the last two, two yes. or three years. So it's hard to come out of um, a traumatic time and not think, well, none of this is going to be easy. Right. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of just like Pollyanna, like having a Pollyanna attitude and affirming yourself out of any <laughs> yeah. uh, sticky situation. But I, I know for myself, it's almost like muscle memory, 
right? Where I, I get, I don't even like calling it like getting in my story, but I become so habituated to how things have always been that I act accordingly and lose my awareness of my choices. So that's kind of what I'm reading from you a little bit is, well, gosh, I have all this Broadway stuff going. You see a conflict between making a lot of money and having the business you really want to have. So you have the Broadway husbands and you've got the Broadway life coach. And I kind of also want to do this thing and we'll do t-shirts too. Like all of these sort of connected pieces that are actually incredibly disjointed, right? Which keeps you in the space you're used to being in. Which, like, isn't that what we all want is safety and security? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. What I know is giving yourself permission to go for the thing that you want, the creativity and the adventure that comes with moving away from theater, even if there will be a struggle there, but it's a whole different kind of struggle, right? It's that, like, adventure of the unknown instead of the lugging of old garbage from your past into the future. So let's play. Are you open to it? Let's play for a little bit about what the business would look like if the mission was helping artistic people build a stronger personal brand or creative people. I don't even think you need to throw entrepreneurs in there. I love that. So what would that look like? We get to make it up. And we're not holding okay. you to any of this. Well, my my real vision has been, like, I think I'm getting excited. Um, I think that what a lot of creatives struggle with when it comes to marketing and branding and business is that it feels really technical and not creative. It feels, like, um, sterile. Uh-huh. And, it, and they, they have to detach their creative self in order to like build uh, a brand, a personal brand or whatever it is. And I feel like when you look at a lot of people who do coach that and build that, they're in suits. They're like, it's very clinical. It feels like I can help you make all this money. And that for me as an artist and as a creative, it just, I don't respond to that. It doesn't feel fun. So in my head, I've always been like, how do I make it fun? Right. How do I make this? Like, how do I teach creatives that it's like, you don't have to detach your creativity. It's just an extension of your creativity. And, um, and so I'm a huge Disney nerd. I've had this idea about like, I, I feel like I told you this years ago and it's still in my head. It's like I, my, I, the idea is what I want, what I want to, it's on my calendar for the year to teach in March. I'm calling the creative marketing map. Mm-hmm. And it basically uses, it's how to build your own creative life theme park. And the idea is that every time someone enters your sphere, it's like they're entering your Disneyland or your last name land, whatever your, you know, whatever your, and it's an experience. And we, we make it like you're going on an adventure to a theme park. And what, how do you create that experience for the people? Got it. That you meet. Got it. So do you, how clear is it to you that what you've built is exactly this thing? Like 90%. Right? You have created a personal brand where now you are getting paid for being you. Yeah. Right? And using your create. I'm not talking about the clients. I'm talking about like the sponsorships and the selling of the t-shirts and those things. 
You're getting paid for being, you're doing the thing that you wish you could do for other people. So now, so here's the cool part. Often when we switch or expand our, our niche, we think we have to let the old stuff go. Brett, it's the old stuff that gives you the social proof and the credibility to do the new stuff. You have proven it can be done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's the process? So I, I am a creative person, right? I want to be, I, I get, like, I see all of these influencers out there and I, like, I get the importance of developing a personal brand and I've sort of tried, but it just doesn't, nothing's landed for me. So I sign up for the creative marketing map. What's the process you're going to take me through? Well, we're going to, we're basically going to use the map of Disneyland as a map to build your brand. Okay. And create habits around that, right? So, you know, you walk down Main Street, right? And I'm going to use Disneyland as an example, but throughout the course, you're going to create your own version of your right. own theme park. So I want to, I want to, you know, I see this as like a map that you can color and it's like illustrated <laughs> and you can like fill in the blanks. And, you know, but I use Disneyland as an example in that, you know, when you walk, I love Disney, so it's totally on brand. Um, but like you walk down main street, like you can't get to the castle without walking down main street and main street is Walt Disney's idealized version of his past, right? It, it encompasses his values. It encompasses the, like all the windows have the names of the people who helped him become who he became. So you can't get to the castle, your vision of what you want until you really acknowledge how who you are and the values and the things that that uh, and the stories right and uh, and the people that helped you get there so that's the first step okay and then got it we also need to create a vision what's the castle what's your what is where do you where are you headed right and then and then we go through like each land adventure land where we're going to like excavate and see what other people who are in similar values and similar audiences um, do already. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to Frontierland and we'll start to come up with a plan as a pioneer of what we want to do with all the information we've gathered in Adventureland. And then we yeah. go to Fantasyland where we learn about marketing tools, emails and websites. And we, we kind of build a little fantasy of like where where do we want to ideally uh, put all of everything we learn. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Tomorrowland where we create a system where we can consistently show up uh, in the future. Got it. I'm writing this all down. Cool. So I walk into Disneyland and I can see the castle. That is my future vision. In order to get there, I want to pull my story from the past in order to like really own it, get clear on my values, really clear on who I am so I can go where it is I want to go. Um, then we, you take me to Adventureland where I'm looking, I'm pulling inspiration and ideas from people with shared values who are further ahead than I am, essentially. Yep. Great. So that's just gathering information. Then I get to move to Frontierland and become the pioneer. So how am I going to take my story, take what other people are doing, and really make it mine? Then we get into Fantasyland, which is the nuts and bolts implementation of this beautiful message that I've gotten really clear about. And then setting me up for success through consistency inside of Tomorrowland. Yeah. Can you stop 
being so crazy and just do this thing. This is so <laughs> awesome. It's so great. And here's what, and here's, oh, sorry. I'm, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> here's like you're so clear right and this is your creative expression and I can be an advertising executive who's always just wanted to be an illustrator and take this program I can be an actor who lives in Ohio and has a dream of being on Broadway and take this program so you don't often I think we assume a niche has to be the person I help, your niche can be your process. Mm. And when this process is so clear and, and so articulate, so perfectly articulated, the right people come forward. Yeah. I mean, my, my, can I, I'll just say where my brain goes next yes. when I hear that is like, yeah. I've, I've done my evergreen email sequence, right? And I'm talking about additions and EPAs and um, I'm talking about, you know, I, I've created like a lead magnets, like how to get on Broadway. Like I have all these things that I've like built. So it's, again, I could just kind of go back to that. It's like, well, okay, yeah, I can teach this, but who is it? How am I, how am I, who is it for? Like, who am I, you know what I mean? That's where I get a little hung up. Okay, great. So let's now shift. Let's actually, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, let's actually map out your first few steps. You've probably figured out by now that I love launching. It's really my zone of genius. So I'm super excited that we're talking launches today. It's also why this episode is sponsored by the Coaches Launch Roadmap, a 14-step checklist designed to help you stay organized, feel grounded, and avoid those, oh crap, I didn't think of that mistakes that can cause your launch to be a big bust. If you want a firm foundation to launch successfully without keeling over, grab my free launch roadmap just for coaches at coachlaunchroadmap.com. The guide will help you whether you've got a course to sell, a group program to fill, or you're just hosting a webinar to build awareness for your brand. You know, I've launched more times than I can count and the Coaches Launch Roadmap will help you learn from my wins as well as my mistakes. So the link again to get the roadmap is coachlaunchroadmap.com. And now back to the episode. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Brett Shuford. We are creating a new direction for his business. It's something that he, I mean, it's just so natural for you. And I think it's just going to open up new possibilities. We mentioned earlier how working in Broadway, you're like working in these four walls and we want to just expand that. Okay. So I, how do you feel about before we answer the question, who is this for? Let's start to get clear on some of the first steps, adjustments you have to make around the infrastructure of your business. Okay. And then I think that's going to reveal who this, how you discover who this is for. Okay. So yeah, it's a big bummer. <laughs> you know, I had a successful business coaching actors for years. The year I decided to close that down, you know, it was like we made 850 grand or something. And I'm like, okay, we're done. And so that felt like a lot, right? And it was starting from scratch, giant air quotes. And it was the easiest thing I've ever done because it was aligned with my values and with my, with my creative vision and with where my energy was flowing. 
So creating another lead magnet about like how to succeed, like how to pick the right monologue, that's not going to be fun for you. But creating a lead magnet that is the roadmap of this course you just created, that's freaking fun. Okay. So thinking about the, the process you go through inside the Six Figure Coach Club, what for you feels like the best next step to really bring this new... Um, layer of your business to life? I mean, I really think it's course catapult, right? I feel like I need to be figuring out this course, right? No. Wrong answer. Do you have an opinion on that? (laughs) No. Okay. So then are we at Spark Spark interviews? Yes. Yeah. So the first step is because you have to talk to people who are your dream clients to get their their language for how they describe the gap, right? What is the pain they experience around their personal brand? Do they even call it a personal brand? Yeah, I don't think so. Right. They may or they may not. So can you think of six or eight people who are a match for what, like, can they be current clients? Yeah, they can't all. So inside the club for our listeners, we conduct what what I call spark interviews. And it's just a series of questions to talk to your target audience. So you make sure you're not speaking a foreign language to them in your marketing. If they're all your current clients, they've already been a little bit indoctrinated. So they're going to give your words back to you. Right. I mean, I did, I've done one, I've done one spark interview with a dream client, um, and I've uh, somebody actually in the coach club and I, but I do think that, yeah, I mean, I guess I have to think about. So yes, Matthew, your graphic designer, he's a, per, he would be a dream client. Totally. Don't you think? He is. Absolutely. Matthew, I know you listen to the show, so get ready for a call from Brett. <laughs> yeah. You get, I'll texting you. I write up this. Right. Um, yeah, he is a an I, I absolutely a dream client. Um yeah, I can think of six people. You can think of six people. Great. So you're gonna yeah. this is we're back to like module one inside the club. Okay. Spark interviews. You're gonna move quickly through this, right? Because you okay. like this is yeah. how you live your life. <laughs> I think the second step, if it resonates for you, is going to be to throw some shit away. So is there anything you're doing in your current business that is 101% Broadway life coach, like not aligned? I mean, the, the only, the thing that comes up for me that just feels like I don't want to do it is like perform. Great. <laughs> just like, yeah, like I'm doing my show in a couple of weeks and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Um, okay. I got to get, I mean, I honor my commitment and follow through, but I think that the, I can start saying no to some, some like maybe auditions. Love it. Yes. Saying no. Because we have to say no to the stuff we don't want in order to make room for the stuff we do want. So, totally. oh, now you get to be share. This last, this last show, you get to be share on like the farewell tour, going out with a bang, always ready to come <laughs> back if you need to, right? How many times has she retired? <laughs> maybe you can relate. We have the same birthday too. Oh, you do? That's great. Maybe yeah. you can relate to this last performance in that way like like a love affair a beautiful farewell 
to your acting career for the time being, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So we're going to stop performing. Love it. So I think after you have the spark interviews and you feel really clear on the language, the next step I would take would be in the work you're already doing, you have to start easily weaving in the messaging around this program, right? Like around the um, theme park adventure. What creative, marketing. Cre creative, creative uh, marketing map. Yes, the creative marketing map. This becomes part of what you talk about a lot. So when you and Steven are doing an episode of Broadway Husbands, you can like hold the map up or he can be like, hey, what are you doing? I'm working on the creative marketing map. It's coming in March. You can just start to seed it everywhere. So this doesn't mean you don't get to make t-shirts anymore, right? Um, but look for ways for what you're currently doing to really connect and feed this new program. So now hopefully that can connect the dots so you don't feel like, okay, now I've got to go over here and work on this business and I'm going to go work on this business, right? They can all be the same thing because what you're living, Brett, is your creative marketing map. It's brilliant. It's, I love that it's not, I'm a, I am the creator of the creative marketing map and what, and my personal brand is the creative marketing map. Right? Your personal brand is the brand you've created. And again, that's the thing that gives you the credibility to now teach other people to do it. So all of the Broadway stuff can stay if it wants to. It's why you're able to now do this. Yeah. Okay. Step four is course catapult. Okay. You already have it. You have a community of people. All, who who want this so that it's not starting over. You don't have to go create a new list, right? Now you just get to talk about the thing you want to talk about in, instead of the thing you've always talked about. Hmm. Yeah. So what would help you feel the way you want to feel? Because I know you can sometimes feel scattered or overwhelmed. So we know the next few steps. How can I help you? make this more concrete or what do we need to address in order for you to feel grounded and easy instead of struggling in this process? Maybe it's, I need my, a power statement okay. that really resonates with this because I think that what's coming up for me um, currently just in my business is I'm getting people who are in like a, entrepreneurial business space actually connecting with me and saying, Hey, I like what you're doing. Hey, like, you know, would you, you know, as you're building your business, are you and like, even somebody, somebody who has a huge following was like, are you helping artists or just actors? Um, because I might want you to come teach a, like a branding course for my people because I have artists in my community, but I don't know how to speak to them. But I'm like, I'm help. I don't. Yes, I'm helping art. I don't know what to say to them. You know, it's like <laughs> helping actors. Yes, I don't know. You know, you're just like Disneyland, <laughs> and then they're just <laughs> yes, Disneyland. <laughs> okay, great. I think we can. Here's we cannot today create a final version of a dream client power statement because we, we have to do your spark interviews first, yeah. but I think yeah, we can yeah. get a, let's get clear on the promise, the outcome 
of the creative marketing uh, map. And that I think will help you have these conversations. It's also going to inform your spark sessions a little bit. Okay, so I'm the person who works in advertising. I've always wanted to be an illustrator instead. What is the promise, right? What's the transformation? What is the outcome that I will accomplish at the end of your program? You will have created habits that help you engage in it in your with your audience. Okay. In a way that feels authentic and helps you become known. Great. So what's the benefit? So when I become known, what happens? You have a greater likelihood of people offering you jobs and making money and um and you've got a, you know, a following fans, I guess. Great. Okay. So your target audience, we don't know yet, right? But are they looking for habits? So this habits to engage authentically, what, when they're thinking about that, what are they, how would they describe that? Cause I don't know that they're like, Oh, I really need some habits to engage authentically. <laughs> I think that most, um, I think that it's words like, um, a system, like they wish they had a system mm -hmm. in place mm -hmm. or some structure. Like they wish they had a structure that they could like follow. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. So what for them is the, the benefit? Right. So I know I need a personal band or I, I know I need to engage more consistently. What for them is the, why? Is it the job? Well, I think the money. I, I think it's like to be more competitive to I mean, it's, you know, like it's I think a lot of people these days are going, I know I need social media, but I don't like social media. I know I need to have an email list, but like that feels icky and salesy. I just want to create. So there's this, there's this like pu push and pull of like, eh, do I need it? Do I, I don't need it. I see people doing it badly. So I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know how to say that more succinctly, but I think that that's really the problem that comes in is that they see other people doing it like, ew, they're judging it and they're not understanding that they don't have, they, there's a different way. Yes. Yeah. Great. Okay. So our theory here, and we'll get the exact words from your spark interviews, but it's something around marketing that feels just like creating mm. or using your creativity to follow a simple marketing plan that brings in more fans, more followers, more inquiries, more sponsorship, more money. So I don't want to get too married to anything, but I think that's where we're heading here. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So just for our listeners, the difference between habits to engage authentically, right? Or, and marketing that feels just like create creating. We had, there's an example, and that's also not your audience's words. That's Dallas's words. But so often I even find myself talking in my own language instead of the words of my audience. And when the messaging is down, the rest of it is so much easier. Mm. 
I definitely have that challenge. And even after doing Spark interviews, too, it's like, yeah, going back and reading their notes, I put their notes in my own words, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, it's like, <laughs> you know. I do that too. It's like much more efficient, right? But really being married to to their language, even if you know, ah, they're saying this, but as soon as they finish the program, they're going to know it's not this, it's actually that. You got to hmm. say this, you can't say that because they don't, they're not at that yet. Right. Okay. So let's just, I think another thing that could be, do you feel clear enough on this outcome to move into? Yeah. I I mean, yeah, if I can just say, um, so if I were to have a spark interview to bring, to, to bring to them, say when you like, I forget the first question I have written down somewhere, but it's like, when you think of the, of marketing, is that what I'm going to, is that really what I'm going to bring up as marketing? Yeah. Um, or branding or personal branding. Yeah. So the question, and I'll, let me just pull it up for everyone. Um, so I can get the language, right. I think what I would, you may even start with like, when you, when you hear the creative marketing map, what do you think of? right? Mm -hmm. Or if the creative marketing map could help you solve this, the thing where you feel most stuck, what is that thing? And then sometimes what you have to do is ask them again, like, how do you describe it? That's great. And then, and just being okay with going back and saying, can you, like, it, when you're thinking about that in the shower, how do you think about it? When you're talking to your partner, how do you think about it? And asking, like, sort of asking the question in multiple ways, right? It's, okay. I'm a, I love true crime, true crime. So if this was a true crime episode, the detective would be asking the suspect the same question in different ways to try to catch them in a lie. That's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> okay, okay. But, okay. Um, so... Of a good first question is something like, uh, when you think about what you want most, or if you magically woke up tomorrow with the results you most want, what does that look like? How would that feel? What stopped you in the past? So you're not really saying, translate this sentence for me. You're trying to get them into the feeling space of the dream right? But also the feeling space of the struggle they're in right now. And that's where the real words come forward instead of what's your word for marketing, right? You can also ask that question. Sometimes that's helpful, but we just want to pay attention to what they're saying when they're not thinking so much about what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's set a deadline for your spark interviews. So just for everyone, Brett and I are recording this on December 31st, 2020. Farewell, 2020. Don't let the door Happy New Year. out. <laughs> um, but I think this episode is going to air in, in February. But just for, for your benefit, let's create some deadlines here. Um, so when are you going to complete your Spark interviews? Um, I think I could do them next week. Okay, great. So by January 7th? Spark interviews will yeah. be finished. What's your deadline for your dream client power statement? I'm going to say the next week. So the 14th. January 14th. Great. 
when are you going to let your agents know that you're booking out on auditions? <laughs> um, I just talked to him last week, so um, I could just text him <laughs> later today. Okay, like, great. Yeah, don't go into 2021 with that. Great. Yeah, I'm going to text him today. Love it's it. It's his birthday too. So. Oh, perfect. Happy birthday. I don't want to be an actor anymore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And then you want the course to launch. Okay. So I would love for you to, it's, it's in your mind, right? I would love mm -hmm. for you to create a lead magnet of the actual roadmap where it's very visually stimulating and it's so super clear. It's just like one, it's a literal treasure map, right? And I think that can serve as your inspiration, but that's the thing you can use to start seeding. So what's the deadline for that? Well, I want to get an illustrator, which has actually been a bit of an issue. Mm. Um, because I really wanted to start moving on this before the holidays and it, I, I had an illustrator and he bailed and then I haven't really found a new one that I really love. So I, maybe that's, maybe I'm overthinking it, you know? Um, yeah. Or maybe I illustrate it. Maybe this can be the, there you go. Like, Oh, I got to struggle. Now I have to do this all on my own, make it hard. Maybe you can make the first version of this instead of the final version of this. Great. Yes, I can go on Fiverr and find an illustrator and send them and what I want. A, yeah, and have like a crappy map and it's fine to get started. Great. Great. Okay, so I can do that. I'm going to say by the end of, maybe by the end of January or is Great. that too long? Love it. Okay. Love it. And then you can just dive into Course Catapult and start following the steps. I don't know why it scares me so much. Like, why has this all been so scary for me? Identity, right? It's like all wrapped into identity. Yeah. And anytime we change, even when change is for the better, it's a loss. So maybe there's something for you around really using your coaching skills with yourself to be with yourself as you're like afraid of it, right? And be with yourself when you feel sad and this expectation that we have to get rid of the fear before we move forward is that's way too high a bar for me. But you've been, and it, <laughs> for the record, I'm not saying we're like shutting the doors on Broadway, right? It's okay to set it aside for now, but that's been your life and, and yes, your identity. So of course you're going to be afraid. That's really scary. It's okay to be afraid and you can be flawed and still move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else do we need to address before we wrap up? Well, I think I have a plan, which is what I came here for. And, um, uh, and I think that, you know, I feel a little more confident that I can own this. So that's, I don't know that there's anything else, except I just, I just want to make sure, and it just is, this doesn't have to go on the recording at all. I just want to make sure you know, because I want to say this from the bottom of my heart, I'm getting emotional. You have been uh, such a huge part of my journey. Aww. 
and um i i became a coach because of you you know and i um i'm just so grateful to have you in my life thank you it's such an honor thank you i really love you i appreciate that so much thank you so I would love to invite you to just pop into our Facebook group and put, share your schedule just for like a okay. little bit of public shame and pressure. <laughs> 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 and I just, okay. I, my takeaway from this conversation is the reminder that our niche doesn't always have to be about the client. It can be about the process. So as you're having these dream, uh, these spark interviews and working on your dream client power statement, don't get too hung up on their occupation or their title, Mm. right? Your dream client power statement can be about the gap that they're in and any human Mm. on the planet can be in that gap and therefore be a dream client. It's, it's sometimes easier to have your niche be about your process rather than about the person. Great. Great. You. I'm excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see this. This is really cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and I hope everyone's off to a really incredible 2021. Great. Thanks, Brett. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Dallas. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.